Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the ever-evolving, never-ending, ready-set podcast. As I used to say, if society's a joke, then we're just here for the first set. All right, so we're going to be talking about AOC and the nature of the alleged violation she has basically made uh, that the Office of Congressional Ethics is uh, putting out against her. So we're going to break, not break it down, but we're going to kind of go into it and discuss what is going on because honestly, if you watch any of the mainstream media, they are definitely not talking about that. But first, let's uh, talk about some announcements really quickly. Um, As you can see, we kind of updated the set, added a little palm tree behind me there, upgraded the rings. You can see we got it in a nice... Nice little box here, you know. It's it looks cool. I mean, I really like this this side of the set, if you will. Um, I know Ken's digging around in there somewhere. He's somewhere in that bush. I haven't found him yet, but god damn it, I will find that bastard. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, guess what? We have a new collection to add to our Neocon shelf. And guess who it is? Actually, before I unveil it, I want you to. No one's going to, but I'm going to ask you anyway to leave your comment below. Pause the pause the video. Leave your comment who you think it's going to be next, and we'll see who gets it right. All right, so let, let's look into this really quickly. Okay, so I've taken it out of the box so it doesn't ruin the surprise right out of the gate. And we are going to find out ooh, who is who, who we are getting to our collection here. Let's find out here. Well... I mean, it's 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 not a complete Warhawk shelf without this person. And um, let's see. Hopefully, I don't break this thing here. The head pops off. Wouldn't that be funny? Ah, come on. Get out. All right. Let's see. Are we ready here? Of course, I got to unwrap it. Now, I got to tell you, don't you dare ever play the woman card against this person because... Deal me in. Is playing the woman card, so, then deal me in. Ugly ass fucking lady. Um, let's see. We're gonna put her right back here. She's got to be behind Joe Biden. I mean, not because she's a woman, but because she lost to Donald Trump, and forever will the name Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton, will most likely be linked with her philandering husband and sexual predator, Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump. So, good luck with that, lady. How's it looking back there? Uh, it looks all right. Let's, let's fix this a little bit. Make sure she's all behind. Sleepy Joe. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's – oh, and there's one more thing I wanted to do before we get into the podcast is um, – let's do this. Hold on one second. Okay, so – you know, in the past, I've brought up breaking points and how I've kind of had an issue with just you know, my main issue with them is they're working three days a week. Like, what is that? Like, who works three days a week? I'll tell you who elitist 
And this whole, I mean, I guess I'll have to rehash this really quickly. This whole, like, presenting your, like, they don't lie about what they are and what they represent. That's fine. I mean, that's the biggest difference between the mainstream news and independent news. However, it's more of a smokescreen, I guess, because, you know, you know where they're aligned. And I don't know. It's, I've started watching the show again, and it's not as, I don't have as many issues with it as I've had as far as their content goes but the three day a week i'm sorry i really have a hard time with that like you're going to ask people to pay a premium for your product only on the fact that they're getting it before everyone else and you're going to ask and only work three days a week like that is the definition of elitism (laughs) you know i mean who else in this country works three days a week you know like an actor the actor I mean, remember drama? I think in the last when he got that show uh, on Five Towns in Entourage, they they made a comment to him one time when they were walking through the streets, like, "Don't you have to work?" He's like, "I'm on TV, bro. Three workday weeks." <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. It's clearly just an elitist thing, you know. And that's kind of my main issue. And I would even say more so now with Steven Crowder coming out and uh, announcing that Mug Club is coming back. It's going to Rumble. And guess what? They're doing five days a week, not four or three in the case of Breaking Points. But really quickly, let's look at Breaking Points. You can see kind of what they've been doing the last few days. You have this Matt Taibbi story that's really good. You know, you don't see Ukraine here as much. Um, they're talking about the J6 things. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's really not bad holding Pete's feet to the fire. Like, I, I kind of like with what they're going. Like I said, it's not the content that I have an issue with. It's just more or less... This whole, like, you know, we're like you, you know, give us money so we can work three days a week. Like, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't do that. Okay, so that is that. Let's get into our main story here. Um, So this week it kind of came out that uh, when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went to uh, the Met Gala that um, there were some, you know, improper things going on there. So we're going to kind of talk about that really quickly, but let's go over the I, you know, what's mainly going on here. So the House Ethics Committee extended its investigation into Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Thursday over allegations that she violated congressional rules by accepting impermissible gifts at the 2021 Met Gala. So the big picture of this is that you have the Office of Congressional Ethics, the OCE, OS, OS, OS released an 18-page report, which we're going to go through here in a second, not page by page. We'll get through. We'll just do the good stuff, uh, that states that the board found substantial reason to believe that she accepted impermissible gifts. Well, that's weird, because didn't she spend her first term going after Trump over such things as the emoluments clause? You know, uh, where was it? Because he was using his hotel in Washington, D.C.? I mean, it's, it's a little hypocritical, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, All right, so let's go actually to this report here. It kind of details everything. Um, So here we have the Board of Congressional Ethics uh, by a vote of no less than four members on June 17, 2022. So that's a little concerning because they waited six months to release this report, Um, ordered it to be transmitted to the Committee of Ethics of the United States House of Representatives. So the first is kind of the first like 10 pages of this is just, you know, you can see it's, you know, summary of allegations, you know, it, it kind of just breaks down what was going on. So let's do the allegations really quick. Uh, AOC may have accepted impermissible gifts associated with the attendance of her, uh, her attendance at the Met Gala in 2021. 
If AOC accepted impermissible gifts, then she may have violated House rules, standards, and conducts, and federal law. Now, for all of you who are basically sitting there unzipping your pants, getting ready for this uh, circle jerk of, you know, happiness here. <laughs> that was probably horrible. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Um, nothing's going to happen here. This is just going to be a recommendation. You know, this is kind of like when you get a speeding ticket. Or, no, here's a better one. This is kind of like when you get pulled over for not having your registration. And the cop's like, yeah, I'm going to write you a ticket. But as long as you pay for your registration by the time your court date hits, this will go away. And that's essentially what is happening here. Um... So let's really get to the allegation. That's what page 13. Let me go down here. Okay. So this is kind of what they're saying she did that was wrong. So let's start here at the top. All right, so we're actually going to go a little backwards here and kind of get some background on her, the Met Gala uh, in AOC's attendance here. So starting here at the top, um, the Met hosts an annual costume benefit, commonly known as the Met Gala, in order to raise funds for the Museum Institute. And, okay, so that's kind of what this one is saying. The Met Gala provides the costume. So just giving you a little background. This next one is Condé Nast, which is essentially, well, here it goes. It identifies itself as a global media company that produces some of the world's leading print, digital, video, and social brands, including Vogue, which is obviously run by Anna Wintour. Um, did I miss... District, director of Vogue, yeah, Met trustee and chair of the annual Met Gala. So essentially this lady runs Vogue and the Met Gala. <laughs> so Ocasio-Cortez was invited to the Met Gala in 2019, 2020, and 2021. She could not attend in 2019, and the 2020 Met Gala was canceled due to COVID-19. However, Rep uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, attended the Met Gala in 2021 along with her partner, Riley, the soy boy, Robert. So, whoops, I think I might have added that last part in there myself. As discussed more fully before, Rep. Ocasio-Cortez received a series of goods and services for which she did not pay for until the OCE opened this review. Hmm, well, well that's a little weird. So, it's kind of like she didn't pay her bills or her taxes, and then the OCE or the IRS comes a-knocking, and then the bills get paid. Oh, but it doesn't end there. Let's go back to the article. This is, now we're going to go into the actual attendance. In 2021, Ocasio-Cortez was invited to attend the Met Gala with Miss, Mrs. Ro oh, Mr. Roberts. <laughs> Excuse me. There's a difference at this point. As part of her attendance, Rep. Ocasio-Cortez, as Ben Shapiro says, so fresh. So face was provided with a couture dress, handbag, and shoes, and jewelry. Now, 10 years ago, I would not have even known what that word couture meant. This was brought up to me recently, and okay, sure, that means something, I guess. She also received hair, makeup, transportation, and ready room services. That is code for a hotel room. Uh, Riley Roberts received a bow tie and shoes in advance of the event. Man, guys have it so easy when we go out. Oh, the guy just needed some shoes and a bow tie. He probably should have gone with a tie, but, you know, whatever. Not like he gets to make that decision, right? So while Ocasio-Cortez appears to have now paid for the full rental value of the, of the attire she wore to the Met Gala for the goods and services she and her partner received in connection with the September 2021 event, payment for these goods and services did not occur until after the OS or the OCE contacted her in connection with this review. But for the OS, OCE, opening this review, it appears that the rep may have not paid for several thousand dollars worth of goods and services provided to her. Now again, 
this sounds bad on so many levels. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But it gets worse from there. On June 24, 2021, Ocasio-Cortez, through a campaign staffer, accepted the invitation to attend the Met Gala. <laughs> that sentence right there, that just shows you how easy the you know a representative or someone in these congressional offices have it because you have some underling to do everything for you. Hey, Phil! Phil! Is that invitation come in yet? Good. Send it back. We're going. I mean, it's just like you don't even have to do anything. It's like a, it's like a judge who just sits in her chambers, you know, plays golf all day, drinks with her buddies. Of, you know, the prosecution, the defense comes in like, oh, we need to talk about this. And then they sit there for a few minutes and then they make a decision. Or if they need, you know, a, a bunch of cops need a search warrant, they, they call they call the judge. The judge sits there and listens. Who knows if they're actually listening? And then they either rubber stamp it, sign it, or they don't. I mean, again, being these kind of government jobs, they're really easy. And this is kind of being spotlighted right here. Campaign staffer was told to expect a celebratory digital invitation in the coming weeks. On August 5th, campaign staffer received a celebratory digital invite in the form of an email from events at museum.org, metmuseum.org. Um, and then, okay, so it's customary for fashion designers attending the Met Gala to dress gala attendees. According to shortly after she accepted the invitation, Vogue connected Ocasio-Cortez with Aurora James, the creative director and founder of the fashion brand Brother, oh geez, Veli's? Veli's? Sure, whatever. So this lady basically uh, was the one who designed the Tax the Rich dress that everyone uh, is, the infamous dress, so to speak. The ironic infamous dress. So here she's basically, she told the OCE that she retained a counsel to ensure her team complied with all the ethics rules. Campaign staffer echoed these same sentiments, noting that the counsel was hired in advance of this non-traditional event to ensure the Met Gala decisions were made in accordance with applicable ethical ethics rec requirements. Uh, worked with the campaign staffer, worked with the counsel and Rep. Ocasio-Cortez to address compliance-related concerns involving attendance, attire, transportation, and other issues that arose in connection with the event. Documents produced by Rep. Ocasio-Cortez evidence her team working through some of these compliance-related concerns in advance of the Met Gala. So they were able to provide proof that they were trying to, you know, not be shady, is what that says. And what that proof is, they didn't say, but it was provided, you know. Um, she... AOC told the OCE, the OS, that determination was made in advance of the Met Gala and in conjunction with her team and council that she would personally be paying for the attire and services received in connection with the Met Gala as opposed to paying with campaign or official funds, which makes sense. You know, this, you know, she can't use her office to personally benefit herself. Like, how is her going to the Met Gala? It's not in her district. You know what I mean? So this is something she's doing on her own. She should be paying for it, not people who donate. Um, so then on September 13, 2021, she attended the um, she attended the Met Gala. And then this kind of just talks about, you know, you, she, they, they provided her transportation, access to a hotel room, a ready room. I guess it's a ready room because they didn't sleep there, so they say. Come on, come on. We, we know Riley got some action that night. She's got the Jimmy legs. Jimmy legs? <laughs> Jimmy legs. You know, or maybe he got pegged. I, I don't know. I'm not in the bedroom, folks. I'm not in the bedroom. I'm just speculating here. Hair and makeup services, address handbag shoes from brother, whatever the fuck this is, and transportation 
to the Met Gala. And she's on the hook for all of this. And then they, they also provided Riley with shoes and a bow tie. So there you go. He didn't have the choice of a tie or a bow tie. They're like, wear the bow tie, bitch, and deal with it. <laughs> this is going to go into a little bit more into detail of what she got. Now, this is kind of this is kind of funny. Had her hair done by Stylist One. So they pers- didn't want their fucking name named. They didn't. They didn't name names. They didn't name names. You got me blacklisted at Hop Sings? <laughs> she named names. Stylist won on September 13, 2021, in preparation for the Met Gala. This hair service was arranged for and coordinated by employees of Condé Nast in connection with the Vogue video. So it sounds like this was put together um, by Anna Wintour and company. Because, and if there's a video of, of her being, you know, dialed up and done and that was why that was uh, why they had that video done but I she was still on the hook for uh, paying that stylist on September 21st 2021 Condé Nast advised the agency representing stylist one streeters that billing would be handled by campaign staffers and copied campaign staffers excuse me on that email okay so they cc the campaign staffer on the email on September 30th, 2021 streeters provided this is interesting. So they call it style. Okay. So streeters is probably the name of the company, but they wouldn't name the stylist streeters provided campaign staffer with a $477 73 cent bill for the services. Wow. A lot of money. Get your hair did these days between September 30th, 2021 and February 24th, 2022. So we're talking what, uh, at least five, six months. The bill for the hair f- services went unpaid. Unpaid. Wow. Unpaid. During that time, Streeter's accounts receivable apart- department made repeated attempts to secure payment, culminating in a February 23rd, 2022 email threatening to file a complaint with the New York City's Office Labor Policy and Standard for Workers against AOC for Congress if payment is not deposited before the end of business tomorrow. And guess what? February 24th rolls around. Uh, oh, February, two days after the OS, the OS first contacted Rep. Cortez staff about this review, the campaign staffer paid for AOC's hairstyling services. Well, it sounds like someone had their hand in the cookie jar, was asked, why was your hand in the cookie jar? And then they just said, it's not. And they dropped the cookie and removed their hand. And then the government, as we, like I spotlighted earlier with your registration, they're like, eh, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, unless you're just some, you know, if this cookie jar was in like a Senate or, uh, uh, you know, house kitchen, you know I mean, like house, like the Washington house, Washington, D.C. house, you know, and AOC had her hand in the cookie jar, kind of like she did here. Hey, is your hand in the cookie jar? No, no. No? Okay. I guess maybe I was I made a mistake. But if that was you and me in that same kitchen – in, with that, our hand in that same cookie jar, we'll be spending four years in jail, even if there is uh, camera angles, camera footage showing that your hand or you weren't even anywhere near the kitchen. And that is a J6 reference, if anyone is wondering about that. Okay, let's plow on here. So, when interviewed, campaign staffer did not provide the OST with a clear explanation for these payment delays, aside from acknowledging that it fell off her radar. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. 
I forgot. Hey, did you do your homework today? My dog ate it. You know, I mean, what, what is this? There's uh, clearly no accountability in Washington, even when you do blatant shit like this. And she, uh, so, and she often received emails from streeters at times when she could not focus on their payment requests. Campaign staffer told the OS that Rep. Ocasio-Cortez would periodically follow up with her about needing to pay for these hairstyling services, but that AOC was not aware at the time of the company's escalating payment demands. So what you have here is a fall guy. That's what this is. You know, and regardless of there being a fall guy or not, this is kind of how I look at this. You have someone who is running an office, someone who is the boss. And the boss is in charge of making sure all that stuff gets done in the office. Take away that the fact that this is a lawmaker. Take away the fact that, you know, the boss that you work with is your restaurant manager or your office manager or whatever. The point is they're running an office. Even in a restaurant, you're still at, you know, your office is just happens to make food, you know, but essentially you're running an office. And when these things don't get done, that is a reflection on the leadership, not the staff. The staff aren't the ones making the decisions. The staffs aren't the staff didn't decide to go to the Met Gala. The staff didn't decide to not pay the hairstylist. That was her. But yet the fall guy is taking it. I mean, this this line right here, when she could not focus on their payment requests, um, Rep Picasso Cortez was not aware at the time of the company's escalating payment demands i mean wh wh what does that even mean <laughs> you know what i mean how is she not aware like it, i have a i have a big issue with this because if aoc isn't being told by her staff what is going on in her office that is definitely more of a reflection on her as a bad leader than it is you know her just be like whoopsie Oh, I'm just, you know, I mean, it's just like any other modern day woman. There's no accountability. You know, it's everyone else's fault. And, you know, don't bother to ask them to apologize or, you know, take any kind of personal responsibility whatsoever. I mean, she is the embodiment of your everyday uh, modern day woman, I guess. What really has me kind of up the wall here, not even up the wall, just kind of like frustrated with this whole situation is not only will the, the mainstream media – um, not report on it. You know, they minimally reporting are not, they're just not reporting on it. They don't want to talk about it. They know how bad this makes her look. And it's just not, it's not their prerogative because they are, they're, they're state media. That's, that's what that is. So I can share here. Um, and what, what really bothers me about this is when she came into office, her, he was screaming about Trump. You know, like I said earlier, you're not paying his taxes, you know, because he paid $750, I think, one year um, on, on his federal taxes. And for some, you know, her claiming that that's unfair because it's less taxes than what a, a teacher or a server or a bartender makes. I mean, there is something to that, but there's also a reason why he paid less money. You know what I mean? When you're operating a business, you have a higher standard, your, your higher standard deduction. And so, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and break down tax law. I mean, they've probably lost a bunch of people already going into that little tangent. But the point is, she went after Trump for this, you know, for what about Trump University? Remember that? Like, oh, Trump doesn't pay any of Okay. But remember, oh, you know, he, he doesn't pay his fair share. He doesn't pay his bills. You know, everyone has these examples of things Trump did in New York of him not paying people. Well, that's weird. You know, because look at what's going on right here. But wait, Joe. But wait. Trump's a swindler. What Trump did was wrong. 
Trump this, Trump the blah, 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 Trump's NFTs. Yeah, well, I agree with you about the NFTs. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. And, you know, I'd say he's made a lot of good moves. Well, he's made a lot. The the, the Palestine, uh, Ohio move was really good. He, he's campaigning. We're, the campaign season is still, you know, kicking off here. It's another episode, though. But here's the thing. You know, for, for anyone who's trying to sit there and say, like, oh, well, what, what AOC did isn't nearly as bad as what Trump did. Oh, really? That, that's, that's the route we're going to go down now. You can't parse this based on partisan lines. It's a horrible practice for anybody, anybody to stiff, uh, uh, you know, anyone from compensation or services or both. It's, just, it's not something you should do. It is not something that anyone represent in representative government should be doing, might I add. You know, a few hundred dollars or, yeah, a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars, it's still stealing and not paying, however you want to parse it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say, oh, Trump is worse because he had a bigger bill that he had to pay. That's still stealing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, the, the, the way people play team sport politics is just mind-boggling. And why this is so fucking hilarious to me is AOC claims to represent the working class. She's for the people, right? I mean, she fucked them out of a bunch of Amazon jobs, but she cares about people. She cares about the masses. She cares about poor people. She's not taking this job to serve herself. What? What are you talking about? It's not the fact that you're speeding down the road like a maniac. You know, I mean, everyone's got to be somewhere at some point. Everyone's got a reason for what they do, selfishly or not. But for me, I think what the issue becomes is not that you are speeding it's that when you get pulled over by the police, you're like, oh, I was doing 45. Your radar is broke. Like, okay, now we've kind of walked this situation into something that is – it's just not good anymore. Like, clearly you had bad intentions from the get-go here. And as much as you would like to paint it to say, oh, I, I, did, I did this precautionary measure. You know, I, I was breaking as I was lane-changing in between people. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't really undo everything that you have, have just done, you know, all the wrong. It just kind of shows – you had nefarious uh, motivations here from the get-go. To use this platform that she has, you know, the, the, her congressional platform, she's basically an influencer in Congress, and you have this afforded to you while using, you know, hypocritical rhetoric is the embodiment of what, you know, is wrong with our national politics. This is just really sad because you have between, you know, you, Trump has his things, she sits there and rallies against him, <laughs> and then turns around tur during that whole time, she's doing the same thing. And I think this is just more a of a, a it just this says more about our federal politics and politicians than I think it does about the. Well, I was gonna say the people, but it does say a lot about the people too. There's no accountability. You could do whatever you want. You could blatantly go to the Met Gala. Oh wait, before you know what, I I'm jumping way far ahead here. Let, let's look at this really quickly. Let me find this. Okay, this just shows you how fucking ridiculous the lack of accountability is. All right, look at this. So up top here was the, September 19, 2021. Janet, I don't even know what that is. A publicist associated with the company provided a campaign staffer with a bill for $2,283.93. So this is what AOC owed uh, the designer, her, the company she works for. And then a day later, on September 20th, 2021, another bill was provided to the campaign staffer, this time totaling $990.76. So just look at the itemized side. They knocked off $1,000 off the dress. They increased the handbag and jewelry rental by, what is that, 
3080, like 380 or something like that. And they knocked the shoes down to 160 from 635. And, of course, there's fucking sales tax in New York. 8%. Good God. Jesus Christ. Um, and now you're talking about, you know, this is over 22. I mean, that's less than a 50% deduction. So what the hell is going on there? Let's look. When asked about the billing revisions, campaign staffer acknowledged calling Miss P to discuss the original bill. Campaign staffer told the OS the that she understood that sh the shoes would be rentals and not a purchase, so she flagged that for P. She also told the OS that she wanted to confirm the gown rental price was correct. According to the campaign staffer, prior to the Met Gala, she had some general discussions regarding the overall rental cost and was told the final bill would likely be around $1,000. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, right? $1,300, around $1,000. Because the original bill had an error regarding the shoe purchase and was higher than expected, campaign staffer asked Ms. P to confirm the overall billing was correct. And then this, so then, okay, so there you go. So they get this bill. Clearly, they were not happy with that. So they may, oh, uh, she didn't want, what did she say? She didn't want the jewelry or something like that. Um, correct, according to the, because the, the original bill had it regarding the shoe, per, oh, so she wasn't purchasing the shoes. Okay, so the shoes, 635, they're like, oh, no, no, she's not purchasing them. All right, we'll take. You know, what is that? Like almost a one-sixth off of it? Like, good. I mean, that's that's crazy. Well, maybe no, it's more than that. But, well, whatever. We'll do the dollar amount because I can't do percentages in my head apparently. I mean, that's, that's close to $500 they took off there. It's just like, okay. And then could not explain why the gown rental were reduced from 13 to 300 I mean, it makes sense. Okay, she wasn't buying the shoes. Fine. So that's why that went down. But can you explain why the dress went from 1300 to $300? Well, she couldn't. So the OCE wanted to talk to Miss P on the matter, who declined to cooperate. And guess who also declined to cooperate? Uh, Aurora James. I think that is down here somewhere. Here it is. The following witnesses, by declining to provide requested information to the OCE, did not cooperate with the OCE review. Aurora James, Brother Vellis, and Jana P. And they ended this thing with the committee ethics issue subpoenaing Aurora James, Brother Vallis, and Janet P. Because I bet you're going to find a lot of those answers in, uh, in the internal communications or just in general questions from them. So, yeah, I say, you know, you know, all of that stuff we talked about in the beginning leading up to uh, this itemized bill here. You know, okay, we kind of explain it. You know, hey, we, we wanted to go to the Met Gala. You know, we took these uh, pro th these precautions to make sure the campaign or um, taxpayer dollars weren't being used to, to pay for this. AOC is going to pay for it herself. Okay, and, you know, things happen. Things get screwed up. Fine, we can give you that. But then you get the bill, and it goes from 2283 to 990 it's basically all right in here. Uh, I'm not going to read it because it's just boring. It's, you know, word speak. Um, but essentially what this does kind of say is that you cannot receive anything um, at a discount. You know what I mean? So, like, if if you're going to a baseball game, you know, let's say you happen to be a politician in Chicago, a federal politician in Chicago with a congressional district just outside of Wrigley Field or, you know, not in – you know, do whatever, outside of the city, and you would like to go to the game, and your office makes a call to Tom Ricketts, 
you know, and you happen to be a Republican because, you know, you're out there in Western Illinois, and you say, hey, Tommy, I'd like to, you know, go to the Cubs game. They're playing the White Sox, like take the boy. He's harassing me because he likes the White Sox. What can you do for me about tickets? Like, yeah, you know, we can blah, blah, blah. I'll give you 50% off. Not a big deal. Oh, by the way, there's this bill we need. I mean, that, does it happen? I don't know. But this is why they don't want you receiving gifts like this. Because if you're getting something for, you know, if you're getting a gift, I mean, this is obvious. You know, no, they don't want any quid pro quos. And when you're receiving an itemized bill <laughs> for however, you know, what is it, 12 something hundred dollars or you no know, is the dress was thirteen hundred dollars the shoes were almost you know six or what am i trying to do yeah, here we go it was almost six something you know and, i mean i think it was twenty two hundred dollars they reduced it down to eleven you know it just doesn't look right maybe there's an maybe there's an explanation for it but if there was why didn't these people want to talk to the oce now they have to get subpoenaed i mean i had an uncle who one time told me hey Whenever you're hiding, whenever you're hiding, it does show guilt if you like it or not, you know, and that's kind of where we're at with this one. All right, folks, we're, it's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on uh, Facebook, Ready, Said Podcast, Facebook page. Give it a like. We are on YouTube. Please like this video. Go over to the channel. Give us a subscribe. Hit the bell so you get uh, notified every time uh, we post a video. Um, don't forget we have uh, Ready, Set Clips. Uh, it's on the YouTube channel. I put it on its own playlist, so everything that gets clipped out will also be there. Um, and, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us, everyone. All right. Thanks for tuning in. This is the ever-evolving, never-ending Ready, Set podcast. If society's a joke, then we're just here for the first set. We'll see you later, you fucks. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.